One's from the trailer park, one's from the farm. Rings on their fingers, no babies on their arms. Taking life with a grain of salt and lime. Living, loving, laughing, we're having a good time. Nothing too deep won't tell you how to vote. Two stand up comics with stories from the road. We're cutting up, really ain't no crime. Living, loving, laughing, we're having a good time. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the We're Having a Good Time podcast. My name is Dusty Slay. I'm hosting, and I'm here with my co-host, Connor Larson. Hey, everybody. All right. Connor has been on the show before. Happy to be back. And, um, you know, I just got some messages today about people uh, listening to the episodes about um, about, um, comedy. And they're pumped about it. And Connor was on one of those episodes. Yeah, I was on the uh, How to Start a Local Show podcast, and we got a lot of good feedback. So thanks, everybody, who listened to that. Yeah, and I hope people are starting local shows. Yeah, we can always use more. And good ones. Good local shows. Because uh, there's a lot of bad ones. Oh, yeah. There's a lot and a lot of, of times people don't know they're bad. Oh, or, no. Or they Never. don't know why they're bad. Yeah, I think that's the, that's how you know it's a bad show when the guy's like, "Right? Isn't this great?" And you're like, "No." Yeah, or they don't go. I don't know why people don't come here. And it's like, well, maybe because a lot of times when people come, you yell at them yeah. or you make them feel stupid for being there. I've been to shows where there is two audience members, and the person on stage made fun of them for being there. <laughs> they were like, "There's nobody else here. What are you doing? What are you, some kind of loser? What are you losers doing at my show?" It's like, yeah, it's like. I used to tell, you know, I had, I had an open mic that I used to run, and people would come, they started coming there and, like, hanging out at the bar and not watching and being real loud. And I'm like, hey, I know you come to this bar every day, but if you don't like comedy, maybe don't come for this two hours. Oh, people have to be, you got to be bought into a show. There's nothing worse than, like, ambush comedy yeah. where people are, like, on a date, and then all of a sudden the lights drop and there's a show. Oh, we used to do that at a sushi bar in Charleston. Oh, great spot for a comedy show. I mean, people would be in there... Like, the, the restaurant wanted this, but there was no advertising for it. So people would just be sitting there on Friday night eating sushi oh, no. on a date, and then all of a sudden, here we come setting up speakers, <laughs> and then we just go, hey, we know you're having a good time out there, but why don't you wrap that up and start listening to us, idiots? I always think there's some guy who's been, like, in love with this woman. He finally convinces her to go on a date. They get there, and they're getting along, and then just like five minutes in, they're like, all right, no more talking. Sit yeah. there quietly. And then here we come going, what do you do? What do you do for a living? What? It's a stupid job. I like when they, no matter what job they say, people will say it's stupid. Like yeah. The comic has to, even if they have a great answer. And then they go, what are you doing on a date with a guy like this? Are you some kind of loser? And then you <laughs> ruins it for him. Yeah. And the guy's like, what are you, I'm a doctor and, and she's a nurse. This is a totally reasonable relationship. And they're like, that's the comic has to pretend it's crazy. And then that guy hates comedy Forever. for the rest of his life. Yeah. We lost not a fan for the show, a fan of the industry. Like people go, oh, you like comedy? And like <laughs> he goes into some kind of episode. There's music in the, like a dark place in his head. Yeah. It's uh yeah, so thanks for starting good shows, I think is what we were trying to say. The, yeah, you know? or if you don't start a good show, know why it's bad, mm-hmm. and then fix that stuff. Yeah. Because, 
Oh, man. I mean, you can drag on a bad show for a long time because oh, especially if it's at some kind of slummy bar because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, we're just going to be hanging out here doing nothing anyway. <laughs> yeah, they're like, well, we're going to have bad stuff happen here regardless. Yeah, the people that are at this bar have nowhere else to go. Yeah. They're not going to not come here. No, they can't. They have nowhere else to go. I mean, right. that's the beauty of the audience. This is their, yeah, this is their last stop of bars. Like, they're like, no, I mean, what was that? I don't want to trash the place, but that place, Ten Dog, do they still do oh, comedy? Ten I think, no, I don't think they do anything, man. I don't think it's even a bar. That place, uh, it had, like, water coming through the ceiling, and that was not even in the top ten worst problems of the show. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was a... A rough spot. It was a fun place to like do open mic comedy because you like there were no stakes. But then like sometimes people would be like, "This is a big moment," and you'd be like, "It can't be if it's here." But Micah ran that in a way that I'm not a fan of. In the way that yeah. he would bring you up, and you wouldn't know the order. No, I think that's an attempt to keep people in the room. But like, it just meant it didn't work that way. It just meant people weren't there when they got called. Yeah, we're all in a weird state of anxiety. Yeah, that was also my favorite show because one time I was like brand new in comedy, and he just had to use the restroom, so he said, "Just do 15." Oh, and I was like, "Yeah, that's not <laughs> what. What do you need to do for 15 minutes?" Especially, man, like I wouldn't use that bathroom no matter what. I would, uh, I'd probably leave. Yeah, I mean, even 15 minutes. I mean, at home, I'm not. I mean, if I'm showering. Mm-hmm. And using the bathroom, yeah, 15 you, minutes maybe. Yeah, but even then, it's like, as, as a dude, I feel like you can be in and out so quick. Yeah, it's like 15 minutes? Yeah. Jeez. I think he was, maybe he was just trying to help me grow. You know, he's yeah. like, this is how comics get good. People use the bathroom, and then they come out fully-fledged comics on the other side. Yeah, as I'm flushing some of my crap down the toilet. Yeah. You're, you're I don't know, I don't know the analogy I was going to try to use, but... It well, failed. There's there's definitely a lot of crap analogies for that show. Yeah. Yeah, I think that place closed. Not but, uh, you know, but as I've found in a lot of comedy settings, the people that worked there were always a lot nicer to me after I was done doing comedy. Yeah. Leading up to it, they were not very happy with me ordering a ginger ale. Even though I would always ask, this is how I would always do it. I would go, I'd like to buy a ginger ale from you. Yeah. Because I'm like, I want to support the bar. But I don't drink. Yeah. So I'd like to buy a ginger. And then I would tip well. I still tip like I'm drinking even yeah. if I get a soda where it's like I'll just get like a dollar per soda. Even if the soda is like a dollar. It's like, well, then you get a dollar because I'm going to pretend that I'm like a drinking customer. Right. But they were not nice to me until I was done with comedy. Yeah, but it's such a nice feeling when the venue doesn't like you and then the show goes good and you can see that they didn't think it was. They're like, oh, that was great. And yeah. you're like, what did you think it was going to be? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good. If you start a good one, it gets real fun. But yeah, I mean, a good way to know if your show's not going well is if the venue is never nice to you. Yeah, if the staff are trashing your show before the show, yeah, that's not a good sign. And I, you know, I used to. I had a one bar that I did a show at, and this girl. I think I've said this before, but she was bartending, and I really liked her, and she was very attractive. But she, um, whenever she would bartend. All her friends would come in there, and her friends wouldn't pay attention, mm-hmm. and she wouldn't tell them to be quiet. So I asked the owner for her not to bartend on my night. Yeah. And he did it. That's that's a lot more cooperation than I usually get. And the show got better. Yeah. Well, that's that's what I – half the battle of those shows, it feels like, is just addressing what are clear problems. Like, yeah. if something ha- is happening that's ruining the show, there's so many people who will just go – Eh, I guess that's happening. And you're like, no, no, no. Go fix the thing. Yeah. 
And he wouldn't do the, the alcohol special that I wanted. I had some specials for him. Now, it's his bar. I get it. He gets to do his own thing. But this is what he had. He had like 10 $11 hamburgers. And then he had, you know, tall PBRs. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and they wanted to do the special on the PBR and no food special. I thought, hey, why don't you do this? Why don't you charge, you know, $5 for a burger, even use half the meat. Yeah. And then do a liquor special where we do like a cheap liquor for like 2 or $3. I was like, people will drink the liquor faster, get more drunk and want to order more, and then they would actually order some food. Yeah. But people would come in, they go, oh, $11 for a hamburger? No, thank you. Yeah, you got to get them to order it first, and then they're like, all right, well, I'm already here. And then they would order a PBR for two bucks and drink that all night. Yeah, that's that's the problem with like those bars where everyone's ordering a PBR. You're like, this place is going to make like 26 bucks. Right. Yeah, it's like there was a bar in Charleston that was like the number one PBR sales in the country, where it's like, I guess that's something to be proud of, but everybody's drinking PBR here. Yeah, I used to go to a bar in college that was uh, dollar drinks from 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. And I wow. was like, how are they making money? And then you get older and you realize they're not putting liquor in these drinks. Yeah. But at the time, I was like, I don't know. I don't know how they're doing it. Yeah, I mean, and and one bar I went to, this was a, a swankier bar in Charleston, and I went up to the bar and I asked for a Bud Light. And the guy was very snooty with me. He goes, <laughs> we don't have Bud Light. And I was like, oh, okay. okay. And then the guy behind me comes up and goes, I'll get a PBR, and they had PBR. Yeah. PBR is like acceptable Bud Light for people who don't want to admit they like Bud Light. Right. There's no difference. That happens with Coors, too. People are like, oh, we have Coors Banquet Beer, but we don't have Miller Light. And you're like, these are the same. I do love a Banquet Beer, though, that Coors Heavy. It's great, but to me, all those beers are great. I'm like, these are all fine. I'm not going to get too attached to any of these. Right, yeah. You can take it or leave it. Yeah, it's all the same. I always thought Miller Light tasted a little like metal. Yeah. I don't know if people agree with that or not, but I always thought, I never liked a Bud Light Lime. Oh, I can't do that stuff. Bud Light Lime was a sponsor of one of our shows one time in Charleston. The Stand Up Get Down is what we called it. (laughs) It was ran by my friend Apples, Apples. and uh, a nickname that he wanted to be called. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, he, uh, his last name was Appleton, and he was like, I'm Apples. (laughs) Very, yeah. He lives in Colorado now, and he's living that Colorado life. And, uh, he has a comedy room in his basement, which is what I want. But anyway, he had a stand-up get-down at a nightclub, mm-hmm. like a dance party nightclub. So the idea was that you come for the stand-up, stay for the dance party. <laughs> okay, all right. And Bud Light Lime was the sponsor. None of us drank Bud Light Lime. None right. of us, even on the show, we could drink it for free. Yeah. And I was like, nah, I don't. I don't. I can't figure out who drinks that because it's, it's like – no one who likes actual limes in their beer, like nice cocktails, likes Bud Light Lime. And no one who likes terrible beer, like, I just don't know who the market is. I don't either. My, I have a younger sister. Her husband, she got married right out of high school. And her husband's in the military. And he was uh, home and I recently, and I saw him. And he was drinking Red's Apple Ale. But he was crushing Red's Apple Ale. Like he was carrying the six-pack around with him. Drinking one, putting it back in the case, and then taking another one out. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't do that. I was like, I was just shocked that. Yeah, I mean, I was like, you know, he's a military guy. He's been to war. Yeah. Well, I think maybe that's maybe he's like, listen, I I can do whatever I want. I'm maybe not, so. No one's going to make fun of me for this. 
Well, I definitely wasn't. I hope he doesn't hear the podcast. I mean, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we want everyone to like and subscribe, and, but don't tell him. Yeah. Right? Don't spread and, the word, but not to him. But no, I, I'm not even making fun, but I did think it was weird that it was like, yeah. and that's, and maybe he was at my dad's house, so he was like, this is the way to make it look like I'm not drinking. Yeah. I think it's like anyone who drinks in a way that's different than me, it makes no sense. Like, I'm right. like, oh, I just drink cheap beer all night, keeps me from getting too too out of control and keeps it cheap. But some people, you're like, that. I think to them, they're like, that sounds awful. Well, we all think that we're doing the best thing. Yeah. But, I mean, shouldn't we think that, right? Yeah, it'd be weird if you were like, this isn't the best way, but this is what I've decided on. Exactly. That's, that's how I'm doing it. That's how, like, when people about religion will say, oh, you really believe that over, over all these other things? And it's like, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> why I would I say that I'm this if that's yeah. not what I believe? Listen, honestly, deep down, I believe that one, but I'm going to go for this one because <laughs> right. I'd like to argue all the time. Right. The, yeah, that's what people always go, oh, so you think you're right, hon? I'm like, well, I wouldn't believe something that I thought I was wrong on. Yeah, that's how everything works. That's yeah. how every personal like decision works. Like, no one is out there being like, I actually think this, but I'd right. like to argue for this point. Yeah, but I'm going to – I believe this, but I'm going to stick with the other thing. No, that's, that's too much work. So, you know, so run a good show and, uh, and have fun with it. Yeah, we got some good shows coming up. Not, we do. Not, yeah, where are you going next week? A little where where we've been, where we're going. Um, where where I'm going next week? This coming up weekend, I'm going to Salt Lake City, Utah, to Wise Guys Comedy Club. Oh, I heard that's a great club. Actually, Wednesday, I'm doing a show at Zany's in Nashville. Uh, my own show. Here. Oh, the Grand Ole Comedy Grand Ole Comedy Show. A guy asked me on the phone. He goes, "I don't. How long are they going to let you keep that name? Like like the Grand Ole Opry yeah. is threatened by my show or something." <laughs> People aren't going to be able to tell where. Yeah, it's also yeah. it was a critics' pick, Nashville yeah. scene. Yeah, and um, so that shows on the 18th, and then the 20th and the 21st, I'll be in Salt Lake City uh, at Wise Guys. Have you been out there before? I've been to Salt Lake City because I went down to I forget the name of the town, and I feel bad, but it's Utah Valley University. I did a show at the college there. So this is the first time in Salt Lake. First time doing a show there. Yeah, that's cool. I've stayed there. Yeah. I've been to the airport a couple of times. Is it pretty? People say it's real pretty. Really pretty. Nice. Yeah, I mean, the drive from Salt Lake City to Wyoming, unbelievable. Oh, yeah, that, that seems like it would be. Unbelievable. And then, so, then the next weekend, I'm going to be doing uh, shows at one of my favorite clubs. I've been there many times. Uh, Tampa, Florida, Side, Side splitters. splitters Comedy Club. Me and Connor are going to be doing these shows. We'll both be there. I'm pumped. I'm from... 45 minutes south, so I'm sure uh, all my high school friends and my aunts will be bothering you for uh, pictures. It'll be great. Yeah, I mean, I have some, uh, some, someone from my agency is coming with 18 of her relatives. Oh, wow. So Who has 18 relatives that they're on good terms with? I know. I guess, Yeah, I mean, really. I That's guess they're, they all live in, uh, I guess she's from Tampa. Wow. And uh, so she's coming. I mean, it's going to be. I mean, I go. The last time I was in uh, Side Splitters, I mean, the shows were packed. Yeah, I really like that club. That's a that, great club. It's awesome. And the guy who runs it is awesome. And uh, yeah, I'm try- I think I was there in January, so it's been almost a whole year. But I'm I'm really looking forward to these. It'll be the 26th through 29th. Yeah, I've been going there. That's been my dates. December, my Christmas dates. I'm kind of the. Yeah, it's a good idea. Get to Florida while you can. You know. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I can't wait. That's going to be the yeah the twenty sixth to the 29th. It's going to be pretty incredible. Yeah, that show is hot. 
it's a hot it's a hot lineup and it's i mean it's fun when we get to do shows together but to get to do it in tampa and like you know kind of just all see all my family i had a buddy from high school we got in a fight junior year we haven't talked this week he was like hey coming to the show you think he's coming to settle a vendetta i don't think because it wasn't like a bad fight it was like a fight of like I, it was one of those fights where you try to remember it and it, it doesn't even you're like i can't believe we would fight about that i think he's just coming just to maybe he's coming to you know heckle but i doubt it that seems like a weird yeah. weird hobby i got several friends like that that we've been in fights and then we just move on with our lives like that fight never happened. Like we don't apologize for it. We're like, yeah. we both know it was stupid. And oh, we just no, him and I did it. the opposite. We didn't talk for like 10 years. That's why it was so shocking to get. I was like, oh, great. He's, I like that this is what made him be like, this is where we'll repair the relationship yeah. 10 years later at a comedy club. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild, you know, but hey, and maybe he's wanting to forget about it, though. Yeah, I he's think so. To he seemed down. perfectly nice, and it was, it's, I feel like dudes do that sometimes when they get in fights where you go, there is no reason for us to be in this fight. Yeah. But I'm going to hold on to it for 10 years. Yeah, I mean, I've been in, yeah, I've been in fights with my friends over all kinds of things. Yeah. Um, and I just hung out with a couple of my friends. They dated for a long time, and uh, they broke up. They dated for many years. It was a terrible breakup. And uh, they both live here in town. And uh, they were going to, the three of us used to be friends. The three of us used to hang out all the time. So I was talking to the guy, and he was saying that they're going to get together just to kind of, you know, kind of a water under the bridge thing, like we don't hate each other anymore. Mm -hmm. And I was like, do you want me to come? (laughs) And they were both into it. They were both like, yes, come. Yeah. So it was great. I mean, really? like, I felt like they kind of used to fight a lot anyway. Yeah. So hanging out with them in this setting wasn't that weird to me. Yeah. I was like, this actually feels like old times. Yeah, at least now you guys are aware of the tension. <laughs> yeah. It used to just be me. Yeah, they're probably uh, – that's probably true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they were awkward, I think, at times. But I was like, this is great. I'm having a good time hanging out with you guys. Yeah, and it's like all the cards are on the table. You guys have already broken up. Yeah. So we can just say whatever – that's a good. I, people should do that. Unless it's there was a chance that story took a left turn. You're like, and the cops came, and it was terrible. It I don't know. Yes, but this is what I'll I'll tell you this. I should, probably shouldn't tell their business, but no one knows their names. Yeah. Um. And if I hear anything about it, that at least knows some people that I I'm friends with from back home. Listen to my podcast. It's a good way to check on. Which the would lizard. be shocking to me, to be honest. <laughs> and uh, they might listen to an episode or two, but I think after a while they're like, all right, we get it. Yeah. You're going places, you're doing things. Yeah, you're eating food on the road. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. And, uh, but, so, th- when they, they bought a house together here in, in Nashville, and they broke up, she kept the house, kicked him out, put his stuff outside, and his stuff had been outside for two days, mm-hmm. and he came to pick it up. All right, let me, let me backtrack for a second. That's a good neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. You can just leave it. She was telling this story, and she was saying, you know, I got Bebe's kids living next door to me. And Bebe's kids has always been, since that cartoon, just kind of a reference to anyone with bad kids. Yeah. And, and then he said, did you ever get them to admit to painting on your garage? And she said, well, I know you did that. <laughs> 
So, and then he was defending himself. And I tried to change the subject because I was like, we're not trying, I'm yeah. here to kind of mediate. Let's try to move off of this. Yeah. But he kept insisting that we talk about it because he was like, I'm trying to clear my name here. Yeah. I didn't do this. Or he's a mastermind if he did do it. And he's like, do you ever get those kids to admit? Like, yeah. that's even better. Right. If he's a mastermind. Who knows, right? But, because I, you know, so, but this is what apparently went down. His stuff had been outside for two days. He went, he picked it up. He had to make a couple of trips. Okay. Because he only had a car, so he had to get about half of it, take it to his new place, then come back and get the other. And then after he left, or or anyway, the next day, so that night something happened. Yeah. The next day, she goes out and sees that they are like, he's drawn like penises. <laughs> Someone has drawn penises on the garage, yeah. and it says, F-U-B, right? That sounds like... That sounds like him. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Why, why would the kids, like it says, I didn't, I never wanted this divorce. And he goes, right. did you ever get those kids to admit? <laughs> so, so either he did it yeah. and will never admit to it. He hasn't admitted to me privately that he did it. Yeah. And he, this has been six years ago. Okay. And he still was like, I didn't do it. Yeah. He did a lot of other things that he admits to. Mm-hmm. So he's like, that's what he told me. He said, listen. I did a lot of things, and I'm admitting to all of those things. He's like, the one thing that I didn't do, yeah. I want my name to be clear on. <laughs> I just like, either he did it, and he he didn't do it, and that's the worst timing. Like, you're moving your stuff out, and some kid pranks your, your soon-to-be ex-wife, and she thinks it's you. Or he did do it, and it's a hilarious thing to pretend to not do. Well, that's the thing, right, is the kids, she's had to cuss them out since then. They've been into it before. She says her dog that doesn't bark at anyone only barks at their mom. (laughs) The kids were throwing a baseball against the fence practicing for pitching, and it's her fence. So she yelled at them not to hit the fence. And then while she was gone, they had broken some of the fence. Why don't they just throw it to each other? I don't know. (laughs) But that's what my friend says. He says, I think those kids... Yeah. Saw all my stuff sitting out there, saw me moving, saw me mad, and they go, "This is the perfect opportunity oh. to graffiti her door." If those kids are that like smart, they are, they don't need to make it in baseball. They're going to make it in business because that is that is taking advantage of like a one day window. Yeah, I mean, and that's what that's the thing, right? So yeah. either he's the mastermind or they're the mastermind. Well, the problem is the penises make me think the kids did it, but the writing makes me think he did it. You right. know what I mean? Because little kids would be like, what should I draw? I don't know, just a, just a penis. But, right. But the other stuff makes it seem personal. But also, when she first started talking about it, I thought that it was spray-painted graffiti. Like, But apparently, it was like a Sharpie. Oh, well then... And like okay. a little penis. <laughs> <laughs> and his, his defense was, all the time we dated, did you ever know me to draw penises? <laughs> it's... <laughs> This is so different in my mind now that I know it's a Sharpie. And then I I know. That's why I wanted to wait for the reveal because that's what happened to me too. And then all the time that I knew him, I never knew him to really be creative. No. He's a bit more athletic, but not really a drawer, an artist, I guess. And if you want to get back at your person who's kicking you out of your house, I feel like there's better ways than writing on a garage door. Right, and maybe don't do it. In such an obvious way. Yeah, the day you're moving. Although I will say the moving your stuff thing, like whenever you see a movie or couples break up and they're like, you got to get your stuff out of here. I never get why there's a rush. 
It's like, well, it clearly fits in the house. It's been in there. Yeah. Let me get it. I think that it's the the anger, and you're like, I want this out of here. Yeah. I don't want to look at your stuff. Yeah, but I'd be like, I don't don't put it outside. I don't live in a good neighborhood. You know, let me yeah. come get it while you do something. I wouldn't put someone's stuff outside. Not it would be it would take a couple of months. Yeah, I know of another couple that broke up, a completely separate couple, and he left the couch. He's like, the couch is mine. But I, I can't get it right now. Yeah. Months went by. She sold it. And then yeah. he was like, do you have that couch? She's like, no, I sold that couch. Yeah. That seems fair. I'm okay with that. I think if you leave it for 30 days, yeah. you're out. Yeah, but there's people who, like, get mad over text and then, like, they put, they start putting people's stuff outside. And you're like, well, this is, this yeah. is reckless. I think, yeah. I think if I tell you I got something that at your house, I'm going to leave something with you, I think you have 30 days. Unless you work out an agreement where I'm going to keep it for a while. Yeah, but I'm starting to realize, I like that we're, we're like, what's the most reasonable way to break up? And then I'm realizing that's not how breakups work. Yeah, I mean, people get very irrational. Oh, yeah. Have you ever been in a, I've never had, I had one that was like pretty shouty, but it was still, it was still was pretty boring. I've had bad relationships, but most of the time when they ended, we were both in an agreement. Yeah. Most of the time when I ended, we were both just like, this has not been fun for a while. Yeah. I don't even want to yell. Yeah, I think that potentially I could be an intolerable person at times Yeah, in a relationship, but I think everyone can. Yeah, I think I've had bigger fights with roommates than, than girlfriends. Which roommates are the worst. Oh, man, there's there's something about living in proximity to somebody. I actually like my roommates now, but uh, I live with one of them the first. I live with one of them. We didn't live together for a while, and then we got back to living together. We got along great this time, but that first time it was like, whoo, there was some tension. Oh, yeah. It's not even the person's fault. It's just like the fact that you're living 10 feet from them. Yeah. yeah. It's too much. I'm going to tell a story, and this story, I'm going to say it's my cousin, but it's not my cousin. <laughs> it's my friend's f- family. So I shouldn't, there's no need to say it's a cousin if you're going to say that yeah, it's a Yeah, well, you threw family. him off the trail. People don't know. But it's, uh, this is funny to me. I've told it to two people today. Yeah. They did not laugh. <laughs> okay, here we go. Third time. This, this, my cousin. She was, she had bought a brand new car. Okay. She didn't have a good job. She couldn't afford the car, but she bought a brand, she got approved for the loan somehow. Mm -hmm. She got a brand new car. She's had it for about six months and she's not able to make the payment. She's made a couple, but she started to get behind. Yeah. And it's looking bad. No one knows what to do. Either someone's going to have to pay her debt off or the car's going to get repossessed. Yeah. She's in a spot. Everybody's a little stressed about it. She has a car accident, totals the car. I find out about it, and I go, that she got the money back. The mm-hmm. money the insurance paid got her out of debt. It paid off the car oh, good deal. and a little extra money. Yeah. She made a little cash on it. I thought, wow, no one got hurt. This is the perfect scenario. You're out of debt, and you got a little extra money. What does she do? She takes that money. Oh, no. Puts a down payment on a brand new car, a more expensive car, puts herself right back into the that's, situation. That's amazing. We, so we had, I had a similar, that's an awesome story. We had a similar thing. Uh, I w- it's not my cousin. It was a guy who lived, I'll be very specific, it was like nine houses down. So if anybody wants to find him, I never liked this kid. But uh, in high school, he got a, uh, his parents bought him a car. They bought him a purple PT Cruiser. 
and he hated oh, yeah. it. And it was like, but they bought him a car. Who cares? I get that though. I'm already on this guy's side though. <laughs> <laughs> so they bought it, and he's he hates it. He's like, I hate this car. I hate this car. And we're like, all right, what are you gonna do? And he goes, uh, you'll see. What kind of sick ass parents buys a kid a purple? PT Cruiser. I assume they got a deal. Who's this kid? The Joker? Well, here, anyway. Here's the best part of this story. <laughs> the Joker, but he's got to take kids to soccer practice. So he wrecks the car intentionally. Intentionally wrecks the car. I have no idea if they got insurance money for it, but he, I was like, I couldn't believe it. I'd never seen a kid do that. So his parents bought him a brand new car, and it was a purple PT Cruiser with wood paneling. <laughs> Wait, so. He re- his parents buy him another one. His parents bought him the exact same car, but it had wood panels. Oh, so he, no! So all he did was he got a worse version of the car he already hated. Oh no! It was like my first favorite day of my life. I was like, "This is the best thing." Yeah, that's ever. what this guy deserves. Though it was so funny because to see that car. Who doesn't just try to make a deal, sell the car? Yeah. Also, it, you're 16. What you drive doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, just drive the PT. It, listen, purple PT Cruiser, not my favorite car. But yeah. you got a free car, man. It's a good deal. I agree. I mean, I'm on the guy's side because that sounds like an awful car. But also, yeah. you make it work for you. Yeah. Well, he did because he, he wrecked it and they got him the exact same Yeah, you car. make it work. You get some black lights on the inside. You, yeah. you put a little sound system in it. You, you get go, a different hey. horn, a horn that makes a funny sound. Yeah. yeah. Get yourself a little hood ornament like a like a... Uh, 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 some kind of skeleton type thing, like yeah. a. As a high school junior, you can still be cool in that. You can still date like a, like a sophomore, or I mean, not a senior, probably, but you could date a sophomore. He was a high school senior. He could do fine. Yeah, if I had been allowed, if I had money when I was in high school, I would have. You know, this is what I wanted. I used to wear a lot of skull T-shirts, mm-hmm. and I listened to Rob Zombie for a while. I may or may not have been doing some drugs, <laughs> and I, uh, I wanted. A, Cars back then, it was popular to have big rims and speakers. Mm-hmm. That may be still popular somewhere, but I don't see it a lot now. Yeah. It was really popular at that time. My friend had a Honda Accord. He had a really, really souped up. I wanted a hearse. <laughs> like, like for a funeral? Yeah. <laughs> and I found a used one, and I went and looked at it. Oh, no. I was thinking of buying it. Who was the guy selling it? I think it was a funeral home. Like it had been used. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. I mean, that would have fit with your look, but I don't think it would have. I don't know what your goals were in high school, but that wouldn't have fit with my goals. I mean, my whole goal was I'm going to get this thing. I'm going to fix this up and it's going to be a party wagon. (laughs) People are going to want to hang in this. Hey guys, someone has died in here. You want to have some beers? (laughs) I, uh, well, that's a very high school. In high school, I remember I bought, I went to the bowling alley. I took the bowling shoes. I remember I used to say I stole them, but I realize now you can just take, like, they're not, they don't care. They're like, sure, whatever. Yeah. I wore them all of my junior year of high school. And I remember completely seriously thinking women would see it and be like, are those bowling shoes? (laughs) Like, I thought they'd be like, oh, maybe this guy's interesting. I know. And I, no woman ever cared. And if they did notice, they just thought like, are those bowling shoes? Like, is this idiot wearing bowling shoes? I know. Isn't it interesting what we think would have helped us with women? Oh, my God. When in reality, just a bit of maturity. Yeah. And just like if you're interested in a woman, you go up to her and you go, hey, I'm I'm interested in you yeah. and I'd like to take you on a date. If I could have made eye contact, <laughs> right, then, right. I would have done 10 times as good. I had I had shoes that I paid $120 for, and this is 90s money. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's three thousand. Yeah, yeah. And they had. Uh, I was a junior. 
maybe a senior, and yeah. they had flames on them. Ooh. People thought they were bowling shoes. It was like a Nike and Hot Wheels collaboration. It was like a Doc Martin. Oh, yeah. But like not a Doc Martin. Like I get look like that. People yeah. all, would always be like, are those Doc Martins? And I'd be like, nah, it's a different it's brand. Flame Martin. Yeah. It's his brother. Flame Martin, yeah. And I feel like, I still feel like I was cool with those. Yeah. But also I had Jinkos that I used to wear. Oh, yeah. I had an Echo brand. Remember mm-hmm. Echo with the little rhinoceros? Yes. I had yellow Echo pants. I had black Jinkos with two white stripes like a skunk <laughs> going down the side. I had a rip-off version, and I had what I had was about five outfits, Yeah, and I would rotate them. Like, you couldn't wear it the same one twice a week. No. But I might wear the black Jinkos with the skull T-shirt on Friday and then turn around and wear that again on Monday. It's so funny, the idea that you were like, I wouldn't want to wear it twice in a week because then I might not look cool. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, exactly. Exactly. You don't want people to think you're poor. We had a kid who we called NASCAR because he had five NASCAR jackets and he would uh, rotate them. And so he just, I don't know if he wanted it or if they just started calling him NASCAR. But like, to this day, I couldn't tell you his name. We called him NASCAR. I had a corduroy coat, an older corduroy coat. And I used to wear that, a flannel unbuttoned, Mm -hmm. skull t-shirt, yellow undershirt. That was what I would do. Sometimes I had a Mossimo. That had some stains on it, yeah. and I thought it was cool because it had the stains. Food stains or like bleach stains? Like bleach stains. Yeah, those are as long as if they're actively like food, it's like I can't do it. But yeah, yeah. And then I had uh, a Hooters, a, a faded Hooters T-shirt that said "More than a mouthful" on the back. <laughs> I had a shirt with a guy holding a surfboard, but the surfboard—it was a cartoon. The surfboard looked like a joint. And then he had a speech caption, and it said, hi, but H-I-G-H. Oh, that is that is actually a very cool high school shirt. Yeah, I like I that. I want to make fun of that, but that's actually pretty cool. And then I had a Marlboro shirt with just Marlboro on the patch. Yeah. And uh, that was that was about it, I think. I don't... It is funny how many high school shirts are just references to, like, adult things. Like, I had so many shirts that were, like, like the Hooter shirt, you're just like, hey, check it out. Right. Hooter. Like, yeah. that's the whole point of the shirt. Yeah, I like to, boobs, guys. <laughs> to, like, Look reference. at me. I like boobs. I like the guys who still wear shirts like that, where they'll just have shirts that are like, I love drinking. And you're like, how how old are you that we're doing Oh, this? yeah. I know. I had I used to wear gloves. I had gloves that were cutoffs yeah. that I would wear. And then I stole, I would like to, actually I'm a better person now. Yeah. I would like to buy her a new pair. I think she's rich. She's fine. Mm-hmm. I'd like to buy her a new pair of gloves though. In high school, years and years and years ago, I stole some leather gloves. I didn't go up and steal them out of her bag. Like, she, like, Give me. Yeah. like she left them in my friend's car. Yeah. And I started wearing Was this your cousin? Yeah. Okay. It was your anything that happened that we're not going to say who it happened to yeah. it happened to his cousin today. And, uh, and yeah, we... Um, and my friend and I dress like this, mm-hmm. and then my friend he dressed like collared shirts, khakis, yeah. very nice. He was very stylish. We both got in the yearbook as fashionable, stylish people. I love again. Those are the funniest awards. Looking back, I didn't win most humorous, and it kind of shook my confidence for a while. Mm, yeah, I always hated in school when somebody would say that somebody else was really funny. Oh, it drove me nuts. I knew like early on that, that I was like, oh, this is a problem how yeah. upset I'm getting. 
I was like, that guy? That guy's the funniest guy, guy to you? He takes geometry, yeah. all right? I'm failing math. Yeah. I'm way funnier than yeah. that guy. Have you seen the seizures that I can do? <laughs> I mean, did you see me trip in the hallway today? All I want to know. Did you not see how I sacrificed my education to make you laugh? Yeah. Didn't you notice? Did you hear how I asked the teacher to call me Slayer today? Did you? <laughs> were you there during that moment? Oh, man, teachers are the ultimate audience members I want to apologize to. Where they just had to watch you like workshop bits where they were like, what? I, I know he's making the other eight-year-olds laugh, but this is the most annoying thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I want teachers to know that I do stand-up comedy now at, yeah. a, at a fairly successful level so that they uh, don't feel like they, they're like, all right, I feel like it was worth it. Yeah. Do you ever see those comics who are like, let's say they're like not doing it at a fairly successful level, like they're brand new, and they'll be like, to all the teachers that said it would never be enough. <laughs> oh, you're like, dude, I think the teacher's still going to win money on this bet. Uh, yeah, somebody not too long ago tagged Aaron Weber in a post. Oh, that guy. And uh, <laughs> said something like, I just saw the post, and it said something like, to all the people that, have, that I've opened for. Oh, no. And he like really, and he was like about to go on TV, and I was like, yeah. dude. Why are you mad at people? Oh, that, I did. I remember seeing this. It's like, why are you mad at people that you've... I mean, I've opened for a lot of people. I'm not mad at any of them. No, also, opening... Like, when someone lets you open for them, it's usually a very nice thing to do. It's not like they said, if I if you open for me, that means I definitely think you're bad and you're worse than me. And it's like, no, they're trying to help you. Right. <laughs> that guy... But there's so many people in comedy like that who take slights at, like, you're putting me up fourth... I should go fifth. And you're like, what, are you, what is the difference? Yeah, I don't, yeah, I mean, yeah, if I'm on a showcase like that, put me up first. Yeah, put me up whenever you want. I don't care. You can make a clown noise before yeah. I go up. I'm, I'm fine. It's I'm okay. all about the number one or number two spot on a showcase. Yeah, those are underrated spots because I think I think audiences get tired. And I yeah. think comedy, I think comics don't realize that because they're like, I love watching comedy. You're like, yeah, but they don't. They're not comedy people. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they don't. It's difficult for an audience to ha- handle 45 changeovers in a night. Yeah. I love that the guy tagged Aaron, who's like maybe the nicest dude in comedy, to be like, I, I yeah. showed you, guy who let me open for And him. the guy is not doing a lot as far as I know. Yeah. And well, it's just like, it's so weird. Like, Aaron, I'm sure, is not trashing you in the green room. No. Aaron doesn't trash anybody in the green room. That's not a, that's not a real... Yeah, also to tag them is like... A little aggressive. They yeah, gotta get also, a notification. Yeah, also Aaron's doing great. Yeah, he's doing pretty good. It's like, take it easy. Yeah, you I know? hope Aaron claps back and tags him. He's just like, oh, I'll be uh, at this theater. Yeah. I'll see you then. And, all right, so where I've been, Yeah. Um, I've been to, I went to Grand Rapids this weekend. I did a corporate show for Gordon Foods, Ooh. which is a grocery store food supplier. So I went to Grand Rapids, and uh, we're home of Dr. Grins. I don't know if you've done Dr. Grins. I haven't, but I, know, I heard from Aaron that it's a great club. It is great. I just was talking to Funny Business about you, because oh. you've got some Funny Business I gigs do. now. I got some. I will be, where, oh, I'll be in Wisconsin and Minnesota. Oh, yeah, we were talking about, you doing Sault Ste. Marie? Are you doing Sault Ste. Marie, or you no, missed that one? I'll be in Egg Harbor, La Crosse, and then for my birthday, I'll be in Sauk Rapids, Minnesota. Oh, I always wow. knew. I would turn 27 in soccer. Rapids. Well, I told them that Egg Harbor was my maybe my least favorite gig I've done for them. <laughs> and they were surprised that I had said that. It's yeah. not a bad gig, but I just, I did that with Aaron, yeah. matter of fact. 
and I never left a gig so fast. Yeah, some gigs just start, and you're like, oh, I hate this. But yeah. it's not It's not necessarily the gigs. Even if they're set up well, sometimes it just doesn't happen. It just seemed like it would be fun. It was packed. It was an older crew. I, I usually do well with older people. Yeah. And they just weren't that into me the whole time. That's, I, yeah, that's the worst when you think you're going to connect, and then you don't. That's way more disappointing than when you're like, this is going to be terrible, and then it is, because then at least you're ready yeah. for it. I wish I'd have had more of that on tape. I bet I do have that on tape somewhere, but... I'll yeah. put out a clip, but the, um, all right. So, uh, and then, and so I went, I did this at two gigs with mm-hmm. my friend, uh, Corey Rodriguez from Boston, very funny guy. And, um, we, um, uh, we did two shows, 20 minutes in front of like, I don't know, hundreds of people. It was a giant room, but also like the tallest ceiling. So yeah. you go out, you tell your joke and you're like, you're not even sure if it's connecting. And, uh, uh, it was a good time. I felt like I had more of a point to it, but I had fun. Yeah. And uh, and now I'm back. Where were you? Uh, so you were, you were in Grand Rapids, and then you'll be Salt Lake, Tampa. Are you going anywhere the first week of January? Yeah, I have, but I have a uh, 2020 tour announcement Ooh, coming soon. So you can't you can't announce it. I yeah, like so it. I haven't been talking about it. So but tune I, in for the 2020 announcement. Yeah, I have a video. I have a whole thing coming. Good deal. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I'll be in Florida for an extra week. I'm sticking around to do the uh, Laugh-In Cafe with uh, Sean Finnerty. All right. Very funny guy, Irish comic. Yeah, you were saying that your early uh, 2020 is looking great. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I'm booked the first. I'll be on the road all of January and February, so I'll be in Nashville for one week a month, but the rest of it I'll be uh, all over the South. So, yeah. Always a good feeling. It's the best. It's so nice to look at a calendar and not have, like, empty weekends. My... 2020 calendar is the most booked up I've ever been going into a year. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that makes sense. You got some heat going. And it feels good. I mean, I have, uh, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it feels really good. So I'm pumped. And um, so, yeah, I'm pumped. It looks like uh, ticket sales are already great for the show on Wednesday okay. at Zaney's. So get your tickets. That's a good show. That's one of my favorite local shows to come to because it's just like you get you get what? How many people you got doing it? I've got too many people on this one. <laughs> yeah, but that's every. There's always too many people. But on I got show. a hot lineup. I got Chris Buck who is coming from Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. I have uh, uh, Suzanne. Um, I always forget her last name, and I apologize. Uh, from uh, from Kansas City, we've worked together, mm-hmm. and uh, very funny. Um, and I should not forget, but Brian Bates says I do this anyway. I always forget everyone's last name, and I—it's hard. There's too many. There's so many comics that you meet. Susanna, I said Suzanne. Wow, I got her name all wrong. But I really uh, am friends with her. <laughs> I really am. I have Susanna Lee. That's Susanna who it is. Lee. Susanna Lee out of. Uh, um, sorry about that, Susanna. I don't know if she listens to the podcast. If she doesn't, don't tell her. If and she does uh, confront them in the green room. Yeah. But she's very funny. She's coming. Uh, I have um, potentially uh, – I just will tell everyone's names here. Yeah, let's plug the show. And it's what, 7 p.m.? Yeah. I think uh, I caught all of them. This 7 p.m. Uh, Mike James is going to do a short set. I love Mike. Uh, Greg Hall, is a he headlines a lot of the Comedy Zones. And Mike Spienberg, also a headliner. Potentially Mike. He doesn't know yet. But yeah. Mike, Chris, Susanna, Greg, Mike, uh, James can all do headlining sets. Yeah. They're all on the show. It's going to be a hot show. Great lineup. I mean, wow. Yeah. Well, it's the end of the year, man. you gotta, you got to blow it out. What a great time. 
And uh, so what what we did is um, I asked Connor to uh, – we got way into the podcast to start oh, acting yeah. like we're going to get into a well, thing now. People like it. It'll, it'll be all right. But I've asked Connor to uh, talk about you know, or to think about a job that he used to have or have that was interesting. Yeah, I have the uh, – as soon as you asked, I knew the job. The first, the, so the job that I had that made the biggest impression on me was I worked at a Jimmy John's as a bicycle delivery boy. Oh, yeah. And it was – so I, I tried to go to college and within six weeks had flunked out or had been kicked out depending on – you know, there's some argument there. But – and I went back home and just started working at Jimmy. My parents were like, well, you screwed up, so now you got to figure it out. So I started working at Jimmy John's, the bicycle delivery guy, and that was the weirdest job. Where were you at? I was in downtown Sarasota. So I grew up in Sarasota, Florida. Okay. And I worked at the downtown uh, Jimmy John's, and I was the bicycle guy. So you could either be in shop or bike, but I wanted the bike job. What were some interesting things you saw on deliveries? Oh, man. Well, so the best part is, like, this was... I was 18, so this was like eight years ago. So it was before this. I was before phones were as great as they are. So you would just get like vague directions for a delivery. You know, people would be like second floor pink building, and then they'd give you like the street, but not the number. And you'd be like, oh, yeah. how is this the system? I mean, I just remember the system was They're trying so, to challenge how fast you can get there. Yeah, and that whole freaky fast thing, it's like, that's the company's plan. I have no intentions of like. Lance Armstrong, right? I failed out of college here, bud. Yeah, I'm I'm working at Sandwich U because I couldn't I couldn't make it at a real college. So that's and it's like, you know, I try to be a good employee, but I wasn't going to run a red light on a bike to get you your tuna sub. That just wasn't. I get a lot of people being like, "You said you'd be fast." Oh, and I was like, I didn't say that. They yeah. said that. Yeah, well, you're like, is this not fast? Yeah. How fast do you want me to get here? It's also if you want me to be fast, pay enough that I can have a car. Right, because I'm doing this on a bike. Wow! Right? Wow! Yeah, it was a it was a fun. Uh, I miss the dysfunction of like a, a. It's not really a restaurant, but it's kind of a restaurant. But I liked all the coworker stuff and all the weird stuff there. I did a lot of stuff like that. I used to deliver pizza. Oh, in a car. Yeah, but uh, I delivered pizzas, and uh, my friends would come and get in the car and ride around with me. Right? <laughs> yeah, and my Boss was like, you can't, you can't do that. You can't have people come up here and meet with you. So I started having them meet me at the gas station. <laughs> it's and, great that they wanted to meet you that bad. And they would ride around with me, right? So yeah. I used to, so uh, I don't know. I can't get too into the details of what I may or may not have been doing while yeah. we were riding around. But uh, one time I had picked up four of my friends. Mm-hmm. So I had five people in the car as I was delivering pizzas. <laughs> we had the delivery bag. Like, you know, I had the bag, yep. and I would never let anyone touch the pizzas. That was yeah. because I, I am an ethical person. That's I don't, where you draw the line. I don't want to be messing with people's food. No. So normally what would happen is I'd just pull up to the house, and I'd get out, get the pizzas, and take them into the house. The person would never see the car. Mm-hmm. But apparently this one day it had taken me a while to get there, and the guy was pretty upset. Yeah. So when I pulled up, he was in the driveway. So I pull up and open the door Mm -hmm. and, you know, stuff's coming out of there. And he's just in the driveway and I'm like, hey, how are you? Great to see you. (laughs) And I open the back door where the pizza's at and my friend's sitting there and the pizzas are in his lap. And I open the bag. (laughs) (laughs) 
What do you say? Like these are all trainees. I'm showing I just them the ropes. Didn't say anything. I just acted like this is very normal. Oh man! And I gave him the pizzas, and I guess you know he took them in, saw that they weren't messed with, and never complained on me. That's the beauty of that's like I loved when people get mad at me at Jimmy John's because you would just get really quickly get to this point of like, what do you want to do about this? I make six dollars. Like I, there's no, you know, if you want to tip me two instead of three, you can go ahead and do that. But the, you, I don't. I'm 18, man. I don't care that much. I'm trying. I'm sorry that it was, you know. Yeah. It's also like you're gonna yell that your tuna sub is late. Like, come on, you're right. not mad at me. You're mad at something else. That's not. That's not me. Yeah, I mean, it's like I'm bringing this to you on a bike. You <laughs> could probably walk over there and get it. Yeah, they. This is you could absolutely walk over there and get it. Sarasota is not a bustling downtown. Yeah, our downtown store could have been in the middle of the country. I'm just gonna go out and say I hate Jimmy John's. It's not good. I do. Not, I mean, people go, "Oh, I love the bread." I'm like, the bread's the worst part. Also, everybody loves all types of bread. Yeah, this know? is cardboard. Yeah. This is a weird cardboardy bread. Like there was a Jimmy John's right down from my house in Charleston. I never would get it. Yeah. People would be like, you want to go to Jimmy John's after? I'm like, I've been drinking and I don't want this. Yeah. Well, their whole thing I think used to be, I remember in college I'd get it because it's like, oh, you're drunk, you don't want to go out. But now you can just get anything delivered. So it's yeah. not even really a big difference. Yeah, I, when I worked there, it was a, it was like, it never really got into the food, but it was, I worked with just like such a weird crew of people. Yeah, They used to have this policy that if a cookie broke, you could keep it. And there was this oh, big yeah. scandal because this girl started breaking all the cookie like someone wouldn't be looking and she would just take her fist and smash the cookie oh and then she'd bring it to our manager and be like this broke and he'd be like oh, you can just have the cookie just stop breaking them like you don't have to it was such an elaborate scam. oh yeah yeah really working it yeah i remember the worst moment i had was i so i got kicked out of school and uh, i'm working at jimmy john's not my not my proudest and uh this girl who i'd been dating in high school who was miles too good for me, way too good for me. I'd broken up with her because I was like, I'm going to be like so popular in college. It wouldn't make any sense, which was not true. And so I broke up with her. She went off to college, and I delivered a sandwich to her parents' house. And they were like, how are you? And I was like, good, just, you know, delivering sandwiches. Her parents were probably pumped. They were pumped that she was not dating. Right, that's what I mean. Yeah. They're like, oh, you really made a good decision. They probably called her up when you left. They were like, hey, Karen, guess what? Yeah, you you dodged a bullet there. <laughs> I remember they were Swedish, and they had us watch the Super Bowl, and like they don't get it. So they just kept looking at me being like, is that good? Oh, I was yeah. like, this is not fun. Mm. I'm not enjoying this. So, all right. So also... That's pretty fun. That's not the job I wanted to talk about, but I feel like since you talked about a delivery job, I yeah. wanted to talk well, about had a delivery some, job. You've had some weird jobs. I have had some weird jobs, but I'm, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna try. What I'm gonna try to do is have more guests yeah. on like this. So it may just be you and Brian over and over again if you if you That's agree fine. to keep doing it. Yeah, and uh, I, I feel like the new podcast setup that we have going is great. What I'd like to do is get a camera, just mm-hmm. put it right there, and then film us both. Yeah. It's very – they can't see it, but it's very comfortable in here. Yeah. I think that's why this podcast is, is free-ranging because oh, it's yeah. comfy in here. And I want to go live. Yeah. I want a producer. I've, I'm in talks with some people. I want a producer. That way you have somebody that sits over in the corner mm-hmm. with a computer, can answer the chat. Yeah. We do the podcast live. We play around with some people. They can pull stuff up. Yeah, pull stuff up. We can look at it. Yeah, they can pull it up on the TV. Yeah. How great would that be? Oh, there's some there's some YouTube videos that would be great. To... And then also the audience could see. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping to get. Yeah. So that people watching it 
can see what we're pulling up, and then we make fun of it. So 2020, that's that's the podcast. That'd be great. I'm going to try to have Hannah back on the podcast because we've been watching all of the old Planet of the Apes movies. Ooh. And I don't want to get into it because this is what happened, though. We went to McKay's. Mm Mm-hmm. Bookstore in town. Really good great. One. Real good one. And as you can see, I have like, that's the whole thing of Planet of the Apes. Right oh, there. wow. That's like, every Planet of the Apes movie ever like made. like 11 of them. That's yeah. a lot. My sister was up, and and she bought the old Planet of the Apes movies, and we were like, let's watch one. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of watched it out of order, and it was so weird. We even cut it off. We were like, this is boring. Yeah. And then my mom was like, well, I, the next day she was like, I read something about it. Mm-hmm. And we were like, oh, that seems interesting. Let's go watch it. And then that never happened, that thing that my mom said was going to happen. Yeah. But it was enough to make us go, ooh, let's watch another one. Yeah. So we watched another one that night. And then I went out of town, and then Hannah was like, I guess she had been thinking about it. She's like, I want to watch more Planet of the Apes movies. So we went and got it. I didn't realize there's been that many. Well, there was five original, mm-hmm. and then I think there's been four new, or maybe six original and three new. But I think there's How, nine right there. Yeah, and the CGI gets like, well, I guess they didn't have CGI before, but it's, it's funny to watch the special effects change over time. Oh, yeah. In the beginning, they're just like taping hair to people. And now oh, it's yeah. Like, it looks well, great. the old, I mean, I'm into 70s film right now. Like mm-hmm. late 60s, early 70s, that's Columbo. Yeah. I mean, God. I'm into it. There's a bunch of great stuff. And some of like the really good movies from the 70s are on Netflix. You're like, oh, I didn't expect to find this here. I, I tried to watch. I just bought Infinity War, Endgame. Mm-hmm. I was into the Marvel movies, really into them. And I started watching one last night, and I was like, in my head, I'm like, I'm not that into this now. Yeah. And I don't know what it is, but it's I've, just, it went too far. I, I never, I could never. That's like the big thing I could never get into the superhero stuff. Because people are always like... You're not going to believe what happened. And I'm like, I don't. I never yeah. did. None of this. I can't get invested. I met with uh, uh, David Shambam today. I don't know if you know David Shambam. No. He's a local guy here in Nashville, and he uh, does a lot of film stuff. I like and we, his name. Yeah. And we just – I think it's Shamban. Shan, Shan, Either way, it's a great name. I like to say Shambam, even Shambam. though it's probably not right. But anyway, we met today just to talk about some different things, and we got – he does film. He makes film. And I was – Going into this to tell him that I didn't like the Marvel movies anymore, but I started it by saying I really got into the Marvel movies. Mm -hmm. And his face changed a bit. Yeah. And then I told him I'd been watching Columbo, and he loves Columbo apparently. I didn't know. And then so I went back. So that was the, 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 the change was to say now that I've watched these older movies. Watching Infinity War, I was like, I didn't like it. Yeah. And it's like it opened the dam for him to tell me how much he did not like the yeah. Marvel movies. People either – I used to be like that where it's like people be like, I love it. And I'd be like, let me tell you all the reasons I don't. People get really invested in yeah. not liking those movies. He was polite enough to wait to, to for me to tell him that I didn't like them. Yeah. Before he went into it. He waited for an opening. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the polite way to do it. Because it's, otherwise, it's, you're ruining a thing. But he, his face let me know that when I... I think he thought, I hope he's not going to tell me what a great film yeah. the Avengers movie was. Yeah, well, I just, the only thing I didn't like about it was it felt like if there's ten new movies every month, four of them are superheroes, which means I don't like just off the bat... 40% of the movies. They're also sucking up all the good actors. Yeah, they are. I mean, Iron Man is great. I like Tony Stark. 
and I like Robert Downey Jr. as him, but what movies could we have gotten out of yeah. Robert Downey Jr.? Ones where he's not a super... Like, that's all I want, just him to be a regular And it's guy. like, yeah, Tony Stark or Sherlock Holmes. So it's like, all right, how about we just make him a new character? Yeah. How about we make a new, new guy? All right, so let's play... Let's play your clip. Okay. So, so I've asked. I asked Connor. Let me play. I'll play my clip so people know what, why I'm doing this. Because I wanted to play some comedy clips, and I wanted Connor to just bring one. I didn't say it. It, it, it didn't have to be your favorite. It doesn't have to be anything. Just something that you like. Mm-hmm. And so I said my thing is going to be this Jeff Foxworthy clip, and this. This is uh, off the "You Might Be a Redneck" album, and it's called "Single Life Is Just Too Hard." And it's like 11 minutes. So yeah. I'm not going to play that, but I'm going to play the first joke, and and then we'll talk about it. Perfect. And I wouldn't trade any of it. I, I love my life. I do. I, uh, I used to be single. single. Single life is just too hard, don't you think? Yeah, you're always broke when you're single. I mean, not plain broke. I mean, rolling pennies for gas, bro. <laughs> Macaroni and cheese, bro. I was so broke at one point when I was single, the bank sent a guy to repossess my car because I didn't make a payment for a little over a year, all right? <laughs> the guy shows up at my door, great big man. He said, Mr. Foxworthy, I'm from the bank, and unless you have $500, I'm taking the Camaro with me. And I got mad. I said, 500 bucks? Who keeps that kind of cash on him? He said, well, you can't write me a check. I said, no, I can't. A check? <laughs> Hell yeah, I can write you a check. I thought you needed money. Tell you what, I'm going to go ahead and pay the whole thing off right now. I'm going to be a congressman when I grow up. All right, see, I love this joke on so many levels. Yeah, it's great. One is the detail that he puts in there. He makes it real. Mm-hmm. Uh, he talks about how broke he was and then the repossession. And, and then, like, the whole... Check thing. I mean, yeah. I feel like a, a check joke, one, half the people don't even know what checks are anymore. Yeah. And two, I think that kind of got overplayed. I think at the time, though, that was a pretty new kind of thing. That, I feel like that happens to, especially people like Jeff Fox, real time, where you're like, oh, I've seen this. And you're like, yeah, but he did that. that right. He did that first. I'm telling yes. you, that's really good. But I love that idea. And then he says, oh, yeah, I can write you a check. And then he adds on to it. He, but he says... The detail that he puts in there, and he says, if you don't have 500 bucks, the Camaro's coming with me. Yeah. So you're really painting a picture of what this guy has. Yeah. And then he says, uh, the check, and then, but he goes, takes it further and goes, matter of fact, I'm going to pay the whole thing off. Yeah. And then he adds in a line of, I'm going to be a congressman when I grow up, making a classic like political joke, yeah. but not taking a side. Just being like, don't we all hate politicians? Yeah, which which we do. And which right. is a great like way. To, but it's also he covers he makes it sound like he's just talking, but he's covering a ton of ground and then there's like no fat on the joke. That's right. what I love about it. It's like he gets he tells you like, okay, here's the premise when you're single, you're broke, and then he just gets right into it and he does the cool uh he's like, No, I don't have oh wait, you need a check? He doesn't say and I was about to say, right. no, I don't have the money. But then I realized checks can be cat. Like, he doesn't ruin it right. by doing that, which I feel like so many comics are like, I would have gotten it if you just had led me to it. Yeah, and even so much of it, he says, um, who has that kind of money laying around? Yeah. Right? Like, a bank account wasn't even a thought no. for him. 
No. He wasn't like, let me go down to the bank. Yeah. And the guy's like. He paints a picture of who he is with every response. And there's only like three of them, which is yeah. it's pretty amazing to do like that. And that bit has so many things. Like this whole 11-minute bit, it has so many of those things. It has a lot of like married jokes, dating jokes, which I don't get into, no matter who's doing them. Yeah. There's very few married or dating jokes I like. But he, there's so many things in this bit that's just gold. Yeah, and it's all it, it's goes. It's just like that's such a you know Jeff Foxworthy is just like a great comic in terms of it's there's no fat on any of that joke. It's yeah, it's real quick. He gets into it, he gets the laugh, and then he starts adding on to it. And I saw some video of Jeff Foxworthy. I've never heard this on a tape, but I saw a video where he's talking about being single, being broke, and he says single is an acronym for stay intoxicated nightly, get laid every day. Yeah, and I was like, wow, that's funny. Yeah, that's elaborate too. That's, yeah, you had to sit and think of that. Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, there's no – everybody just thinks of you might be a redneck with Jeff Foxworthy, but the guy is a great comic, and he writes great yeah. jokes, and it's Well, amazing. that's half the people who are like, oh, that guy, you're, they have not listened to anything. They might have saw uh, the Blue Collar Comedy Tour right. when they were kids, but they've never gone back and listened yeah. to that. All right, so you have a guy, too. I do. Uh, I have a guy. I hope I'm pronouncing it right, but Mike Vecchione. Mike, and Mike Vecchione, I'd like to say, uh, I did a show with him in uh, Edmonton. I did the Edmonton Comedy Festival with him not too long ago. Yeah, I think he's a New York guy, but he's real funny, and he's got an album called The Worst Kind of Thoughtful, and it's I love the whole album, uh, but this is a bit called 100% Italian. I am 100% Italian. usually cares at all. I thought it was going to be a big deal when I was 10. Turns out no one gives a shit. The only time I tell people now is when I give blood. Because they're like, what's your blood type? I'm like, it's funny you should ask. It's 100% Italian. They're like, that's not at all what we mean. I'm like, it's what I mean. Because I want my blood to go to somebody eating, yelling, or holding a grudge for no reason. Italians are really good at and gambling and losing there's no help for gamblers it's all about the smokers with their guns and their patches and their hypnosis right there's one sign as you drive into Las Vegas that says gambling problem please call this number that's ineffective you should at least say gambling problem I bet you won't call this number that would be more effective I love that joke. It's, it's a great. The whole album is like that, where it's great, and it's it's again that same thing of just it's there's no fat on any. I mean that bit's a little longer and it goes on, but it's it's a great. Uh, I love that bit. Yeah, I like that too. I like that you know he's describing who he is, mm-hmm. and he's able to describe you know his uh, you know I don't know you know so I won't say he's describing Italians, but in his yeah. way that's what he's doing. Yeah. And uh, without being like, you know how we're like this and this, which is fine too if you want to do it, but he doesn't, he's not doing it that way. Yeah, and he doesn't go like, I know what I look like. I look like 100% Italian, which is the least, oh, yeah. least good way to start. But I like. I know what you're thinking. Yeah. Who's this Italian guy? The best now is when people do that, and no one would have thought of that if you gave them 15 yeah. minutes. 
Yeah. You're like, I know what I'm thinking. This very specific reference to a comic book. You're like, nope, wasn't thinking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. I know what you're thinking, right? This is Luke Skywalker and, and Jabba the Hutt got together and had a baby. What if Luke Skywalker stopped at Pacific Sun? You're like, what are you talking yeah. about? This, I would never have thought of that. Yeah. Yeah, but that bit is great, again, because it's like, it's very like, uh, he leads you to the funny stuff where he's not going. And then I sit like some, I feel like that just happens all the time where people ruin their own bits by taking too long. Just like trust that we'll get it, and that's why he's like, well, "That's what I mean." There's a gambling, you know. I love that whole thing. Yeah. See, I what, where I, I like the I thought he was going to go with the sign like the number is mm-hmm. to a bookie, right? Mm-hmm. You have a gambling problem, call this, and he's like, yeah, "It's uh, you know." But his yeah. his way was much better. Uh, I bet you won't call this number. Very funny. Mike's very nice, uh, and. Uh, yeah, I want him to come uh, do my show at Zany's. That would be awesome. Yeah, his, I mean, he's got, uh, I've never seen him live, which is a bummer. I'd like to, but he's, he's got a great album. He's uh, probably too expensive for me, but I'd like him to come. He might He might love to do it. You know, relive those Edmonton comedy festival days. Yeah. And uh, so that's fun. We yeah. talk about a little comedy, and we talked about some jobs. Yeah. And we're about to side split. Where are you at this weekend? So this weekend I will be at the Laughing Skull in Atlanta on Friday the 20th. All right. Then I'm driving home to Florida, and then I'll be in Tampa 26th, 29th, and Fort Myers uh, 2nd through 5th. So if anybody wants to come. Fort Myers, what's that club called? Uh, the Laugh-In Cafe. The Laugh-In Cafe, I'll yeah. I'll be there with Sean Finnerty, who's a... Uh, oh, you said that already, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah so we'll be at Side Splitters together, though. That'll be fun. We, last show we did... The last weekend we did together, I think, might have been Peoria at the jukebox. Oh, yeah. Well, we did. No, we did Springfield after that, didn't we? Or we oh, do that before? The I don't room? know. But we had the Blue Room, which is great. Uh, I like the Blue Room a lot. But we had the the ultimate car ride from Peoria. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. That was Yeah, incredible. we should end with this. This is yeah. great. I was actually just telling someone this the other day. It, I, I, I look back and I can't believe that happened. Well, Hannah was still doing comedy at the time, yes. and she was doing comedy in, I think, Iowa. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she was like, Peoria's on my way home. Yeah. So wherever she was at, Peoria was on her way. So she's like, I'm going to go ahead and drive to Peoria tonight, and I'll stay with me uh, yeah. at the hotel. And then, you know, whatever, it'll just help cut off some of my drive time. Yeah. She had her own car. But her car wouldn't start when she went to leave. Yeah. So she was. So when she got to the hotel, I, the next morning I was like, let me go see if your car will crank before mm-hmm. I leave. Yes. So I went down, cranked her car up. It worked. Everything's great. I came up. I said, bye. Me and Connor got in our car and left. So what, an eight-hour, we're starting an eight-hour drive, right? Eight-hour drive. Yeah. It's 8 a.m. roughly. We're on the road. Mm-hmm. Around 10 a.m., we're feeling good, yeah. man. And uh, Hannah calls me, and I'm like, ah, my wife's calling me. Mm-hmm. So I answer, and she goes, we're talking, we're having a good time, we're laughing, everything's great. Hannah goes, hey, where'd you put those keys for my car this morning? Oh, no. And then I touch my pants pocket, and her keys are in my pants. Yeah. So we had to turn around mm-hmm. and drive two hours back. Ooh, there's a storm outside. Jeez. I don't know if people can hear that. It's getting in. It's making the story even scarier yeah you know? we had to drive two hours back to the hotel we'd left so we went ahead and went over to this hot dog place and mm-hmm. had a hot dog we took yeah. we went back so we drove two hours so we've now been on the road four hours and we are no closer than when we started no and i remember as soon as you touched the key in your pocket and realized what had happened like the sadness where you were just like oh no i know i it, can't believe this. oh it's awful it's awful yeah 
So then we drive back. We had a hot dog, and then we got back on the road. Mm-hmm. Now Hannah's also in her car. We're all on the road together. And then I get about 30 minutes ahead of Hannah. Mm-hmm. We get pretty close to home. We're still in Kentucky, but we're pretty close to home. And Hannah calls again. Yeah. And she goes, I just hit a deer. Mm-hmm. So I'm about 30 minutes ahead of her. So she hit a deer, but she's okay. She's able to get into a parking lot. So I have to turn around and go back. Yeah, the car is not – her car – she can't drive her car. Yeah, her car's so we done. we got to go back. What was it? We probably went back 30 minutes, an hour? 30 minutes, yeah. 30 so minutes, yeah. so now we're – now so with that 30 minutes, so we have to go back 30 minutes. So uh, yeah, so the, we have to pick Hannah up, and yeah. our car's full, and we got oh, a lot yeah. of stuff in there. And then yeah. Hannah's also got all her stuff from the weekend. And we've done – we were on the, we got there Thursday, to, you know, two shows. Like, we're ready to get home, you know? And then so after I pick Hannah up, we're still two hours from Nashville. Oh, yeah. So we make it back, yeah. and we drop Connor off. We go to our house. The next day, by the way, yeah. I have to drive back to that yes. place. Yeah. And then you get there, and didn't they just go, ah, we're going to tow it. And you're yeah, like, they well, didn't then. even really need me there. No, they could have towed it. So that won't happen this time because we're not riding together. Yeah. But i got to go to the bathroom, so I think this is a good time to hey, wrap up. great podcast. Connor, we can find you at Connor Larson Comedy. Yep, C-O-N-N-O-R-L-A-R-S-E-N Comedy on Instagram or uh, Facebook. i got a website, all that stuff. Boom. Check him out. All right. It's going to be great. We're having a good time.